1: Welcome, my brother, my brother, me, an advice show for the modern era. I am your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy.
2: I'm your babiest thought thinker social guru, baby brother, Griffin McElroy.
1: Griffin, uh, this week is at the South X South W
2: Festival. Six- Six was, six was, I think it's S by S West was, I'm not just,
1: exactly sure
2: No, it's a, it is a It is a festival that was created by a race of alien locusts people And so They're, it's it, the proper pronunciation And not a lot of people get this Not a lot of the tech uh, thought thinker gurus here get that it's actually
0: pronounced
1: Quick question, when people refer to themselves as thought thinker gurus Sure are they expelled from the conference?
2: Uh, they are admitted. That's actually when you pick up your badge, they say, we got to take a profile pic for our social site. And then you take a profile pic for the social site. And then they say, what's your position? You say, I'm a writer for a video game website. And they go, ooh, close, but no cigar. <laughs> you go, oh, no, 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 I'm shit. Sorry, I'm a thought thinker guru. And they're like, okay, come on in. Come on <laughs> in and dis- biz- dis- disrupt this shit.
1: Promise me this week, Griffin, when you get the person with the worst job title on their business card, mm. something along the lines of social media, professor, or ninja of tweets. Master, master of
2: Twitter Foo.
1: Master of Twitter Foo. You take the card, and then while they look on in horror, you just slowly eat it, mm-hmm. never breaking eye contact with
2: <laughs> And them. then ask for a second. Then ask mm-hmm. for another mm-hmm. one. The problem is that a lot of these business cards aren't actually business cards. Sometimes they're jump drives. Sometimes they're bracelets. Sometimes they're, act- they're Twitter accounts. Sometimes people they're will, rice crackers. People will just create bespoke Twitter accounts and then hand those out as their business cards just to really hit the drive-the-point home that they're thought thinkers. Hey, you. maybe a slap bracelet would be the way to go. You goof, but I guarantee goddamn it if I walk down Dirty Six long enough, someone will just, like, I'm walking down the street and someone will be like, Whoosh! brand cuffs, right there on me. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say brand cuffs? God Travis, it's like you're living in fucking 2011.
1: Fair enough. Uh, South by Southwest, is it? Is it about music? I really yeah. don't know. Is it It's, a, it's a lot of it's things. It's about armadillos and music, and people playing armadillos to create
2: music. That's exactly right, or turning them- Like stomp, or turning like an armadillo stomp. Or pressing their shells down and turning them into film. That's the, all the film that gets made here and debuted here, like the Veronica Mars movie, debuted last night, was printed on armadillo. It gets, wow. it, you get a really nice quality. Um, if, you, if you haven't seen uh, Apocalypse Now on 35mm armadillo skin, then you just haven't seen the film. You just haven't Griffin,
1: seen it. Do you do much star spotting at South by Southwest? Is it, a, is it an opportunity to spot some, some celebs?
2: no. I spent all my time at the gaming side of it, which is like, oh they, god, we'll forget about it. They, yeah, I know. Have any celebrities? They keep it across across the river from where all the thought thinkers are. Charlie Charlie sure
1: Norris plays World of Warcraft. Was he there?
2: <laughs> uh, he doesn't, and he wasn't, and he can't.
1: Mr. T does. He doesn't, is he there? and
2: he wouldn't. He wouldn't. I've and seen he him shouldn't, on the commercials, and he don't, and he can't. He's on the
1: commercials, and he plays. Is that Mario's nephew Daniel?
2: Is that Daniel Mario? That's his Daniel Mario. Yeah, their last name's Mario. Um no, it's a it's it's a bunch of different festivals all rolled into one. And it's um I'm not as like jaded about it as literally every other Austinite is. Um but it does make it it does I mean, it does disrupt my taco eating because it's well, it's all
1: about disruptive media. I That's know what they mean they
2: definitely fucking get in there and they disrupt the line, by which I mean they make it quintuple, the normal line for tacos.
1: <sighs> Ugh. Did you just go to Taco Bell?
2: I just go to Taco Bell. I goofed about that on Twitter. I was like, hey guys, if you come to Austin for tacos. Just go to Taco Bell. There's a reason why it's so popular. And then Taco Bell fucking responded on Twitter.
0: God, nice. Damn
2: it. They were like, not cool, Griffin. You kind of hurt our feelings <laughs> with that one.
1: Of all the professional ref- relationships for you to jeopardize, you have to go and jeopardize a relationship with tacos.
2: I know. They'll, they fucking lock me out. Where am I supposed to get my fourth meal now? Jack in the box? <laughs> no, thanks. They do have uh, tacos there. And spaghetti. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm, that's troubling. And steak. There you got and it. you can oh. do your taxes. And you can do your taxes at Joppy. Uh Let's
1: help people. I I'm done with this disruptive technology. It's been disruptive to our show long enough. Uh, that said, Griffin, if you do spot any stars, like during the recording, please let me know.
2: If they walk into my office.
1: Yeah, or walk past your window. This is I, the real Austin. I'm looking at two stars right now, my brothers. Ah. Uh, Who? Because you can't see us. It's Kristen Bell and Doc Shepard.
2: Okay, cool. They stop by. I was going to
1: say, if you're still seeing stars outside, then you forgot to set your clock forward. Ah! That's your problem, not mine.
2: That's not how daylight savings time works. That isn't how time works. What are you talking about?
1: Hello, but yeah, it's called a great joke. For the show.
2: I don't actually I would prefer that that you don't do those anymore. Don't do great jokes? Just, I mean, just say what you mean from now on.
1: I'm done with jokes on this show that are just like... Silly, you know. So many of our jokes are just like goofy, you know. I want to go back to
2: that old school. I want. Sincere I miss that joke construction. That highbrow Dax Shepard shit. I'm on you that. Talked about that. I'm on that wow. Dax. <laughs> See, that's just silly. You didn't. I'm on jokes. that
1: Dax. <laughs> I need. I want a joke on the show. I need jokes, but set up punchline. Dax.
0: Set up what do you call Dax. a Dax
1: Shepard? See, this is good, Travis. I don't know. What do you call a Dax... Well, I mean, yeah, presumably Dax Shepard. You call him Dax Shepard. Okay. Because okay. that's his goddamn See, name. that
2: had a setup and it had a punchline, but it was a little lacking in the Dax department. If we're talking yeah. about basic joke construction. Okay, Griffin.
1: Dax, 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 Dax.
2: <laughs> Again, uh, you were sort of defending Dax! Fuck me. <laughs>
1: Hello, brothers! My boyfriend and I have been together almost a year now, and I feel like the fresh buzz of the honeymoon phase is starting to wear off. Is he listening? Put him in front of the radio. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I still very much love him and cannot consider a life without him, nor do I want to. It's just hard when I see friends or coworkers workers starting, starting cute new relationships, and I feel myself missing the unique twangs of new love. This is my first relationship that's ever stuck, so I've never encountered this feeling before. What can I do? That's from wistful on the West Coast and it is a not a
2: bad question. No, and I'm I'm very glad that that last um sort of interjection about this being the first like long relationship because yeah. like um yeah, like that happens with your first long relationship. I feel like and it's not I don't think it's something that it really is part of the territory once you've been um in a couple of these bad boys.
1: Yeah, and I think that What you're feeling is completely, completely normal. Sure. Like, here's the thing. Look, like, what you're seeing is the cute new relationships. What you're not seeing is all the single people desperately trying to connect with another human being, all the shitty new relationships that are starting, all of the problems and fights and awkward breakups and trying to tell someone that the first date didn't work out, all of that you know, all or, of the or baggage even, and
2: bullshit. Even worse, that, like, the fifth date didn't work out. And yeah. that's, like, I, I I went through a period where I, like, had a lot of those sort of, like, one- to two-month-long relationships, and it sucked every single time because, like, you get your own hopes up, you get the other person's hopes up, and then when you realize, like, that it's not gonna work out, like, that's the, that is, I like, seriously... In all of my days and all the things I've experienced that that is like the shittiest feeling in the entire world and like to to me once you find that right person that you love being with and you you quote can't like consider your life without like that is a blessing because you don't have to You're deal set. with that other shit anymore.
1: So here's and, what you do. You vampire it. Oh boy. No, 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 cuz here's what I mean. You need to then you and your partner hang out with these new young couples and just kind of feed off their like little looks between the two of you and little handholds when it's like, I remember when we were like that. And you get that little like tiny burst of that new cute feeling, and then you go back to your house where you already know each other well enough that you don't have to deal with each other's bullshit. (laughs) I need you at home to remember that cute new relationship stuff and this is gonna sound cynical but it isn't it's your body it's your like body chemistry way of trying to trick you into procreating and deep down in your heart beneath your soul there is a little um man who just wants you he's like a dirty guy he's like just do it because he wants you to procreate and spread your species. It's the deepest, most primal impulse you and have. His name is Charles Darwin, and he's, a dirty, is he's a dirty bird. It's Charles Darwin. Old. He lives in your heart, and he's a dirty bird. Because he wants you to just do it. Skip all this relationship stuff. Just do it. Spread
2: You're, the virus of humanity.
1: This feeling that this new relationship feeling is really just like a... It's like a no-interest loan to get you into a custom... Uh, relationship car it's there there you're it's just a way to suck you in it suckers you in and then you the important stuff is the fact that you have a friend and somebody who supports you and somebody you care a lot about and somebody who's a great match for you and and a lot of that like new relationship stuff doesn't have to worry about any of that yeah. like it's a you're freewheeling like so yeah it's 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 um cute, but it's also insubstantial. Right. You know, because it doesn't you it doesn't have the bedrock, it doesn't have anything built underneath it. And I and I can understand the the missing that feeling, but like two things. First off, don't I, I have known so many people who have traded in really great relationships for a taste of that feeling again. Um and and and, and that's not to say that I don't feel like romantic love towards my wife every single day, and and find a new reason why uh, I love her more than anything. <laughs> that happens. Mean, listen, she cut. Listen to the show. I gotta cover my fucking bases. Me means, means too. I did. When you've been married seven years, so you all know that, know that
2: shit kiss. Justin said, I mean it too. For mine. Yeah, Suck me, my dude, butt, I love Travis. my wife
1: more and more every day. Okay, like all the grains in the of sand, sand in the ocean. That, that's where you. She carried you. Anyway, I. I uh, I've seen people trade in re- great relationships for a taste of that feeling. You got to remember that once you get to be my age, the the number of feelings that you won't feel anymore from youth pile up so much that that one's just another one for the stack. Throw it
2: on the burning fire.
1: Just throw it on the fire. I, I don't remember there's a lot of things I used to feel that I don't feel anymore cuz I'm old. I'm an old man. I know it's not that's uh, you you trust it, you'll just get lost in the shuffle. But I think it could be a really destructive it could be a really destructive impulse.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, Man, another
1: and this, and you know, this is going to get into like boring, re- like normal relationship advice crap, so I won't dwell on it. But, uh, a great way to sort of get a, a semblance of this feeling about uh, back is to put you and your significant other into a new relationship. I mean, I think we've seen it time and time again, perhaps in Steve Carell vehicle date night, when you're thrust into a unfamiliar circumstance, you yeah. can discover new stuff about the person you're with, and something like that is. Is is uh, you know sort of what that new
2: relationship smell is generating? You always got to find his one weakness. You always got to pick on his one fucking slip up, and never. I am talking about you, an Justin, and your relationship with Steve Carell.
1: Oh, I am sorry. Did I accidentally bring up uh, the incredible Burt Wonderstone? Also,
2: Is that what you, you are you're always riding movie. his, you are his, in his fucking grill. Even his grill B stringers like, are better than most people's A-material. You've All got right, you a, a fucking timeshare in Steve, Steve Carell's grill, and it's fucking shameful. What have you done? You know what I mean?
1: Did you, I mean, did, did you
2: see Evan Almighty? I mean, did you did I you watched watch it on a plane. It gave me diarrhea. <laughs> guys, we kick stuff off at like, full-blown Dr. Rue style. I don't know if that's the the pace that we usually... I got Dr. Ruth. I hope that helped. I watched, we watched an episode of Quantum Leap yesterday in season five, I think like ep eight, where Sam Beckett jumps into Dr. Ruth. This is not a joke. This is an actual episode of Quantum Leap. Um, Thank God. It is the craziest hour of television I think I've ever watched in my entire life because Dr. Ruth is in the imaging chamber hanging out with Al Calabici in real life and like helping him deal with his sexual childishness, let's call it. And there's like a Did full. Did
1: Quantum Leap just like jump the shark episode two?
2: Season yeah. And one. then it just stayed, it hovered over the shark like Chris Angel Mind Freak the entire time. There's like a two minute segment where they're dealing with the fact that Al Calavici can't say the word breasts because he's such a sexual child. And instead he has to say like bazongas, balloons, beepers, pompos, weep weeps. Jim Jims, Slappers. that episode one an Emmy. And that episode won two Emmys. <laughs> for best boob scene. For best nicknames for breasts by Al Calavici. Wow, what a uh, train wreck.
1: It, is that on Netflix?
2: It's on Netflix and it's on Hulu. You're gonna wanna watch it on Hulu because they don't have all the episodes on Netflix, including the one where Sam leaps into Lee Harvey Oswald. <gasps> That's the best. It's the <laughs> fucking best. You guys want Yahoo? Yeah. Thanks everybody for sending in your yahoos. We burned through a lot of them because we did the uh we did the bonus episode with our dad, which you can listen to now if you are a donor. Uh and if you're not, you're about to be because we're kicking off the max Fun drive next week. Uh more deets on that soon. Uh but this yahoo was sent in by uh Amelie Belcher. Thanks Amelie. It's by Yahoo answers user. Amelie? What was that?
0: It's what right to the
1: Amelie from, from the, the film.
2: movie Amelie? Amelie? Cause she just just walks around the impression. you just- It's about a young girl- Hello,
0: I am Amelie.
2: Who can only say her own name. I
0: cook an egg with a spoon, (laughs) Amelie. Jesus. She cook an egg with a spoon? Fall in love again with me, Amelie. Now on DVD. (laughs)
1: He's making the money zone, Amelie.
0: (sighs) You missed missed that new relationship, spell, Baby. Fall in love with me, Amelie don't look for me on blu-ray I'm not on blu-ray I'm on, my, I'm on DVD I'm too small to fit on the blu-ray they lose me I am Amalie I'm hiding near the spindle I am Amalie this laser disc is gigantic I am on the edge of it hello it is like a plate for my egg dinner Delicious. I am Amalie. I am inside your pocket. You have enough money to buy my DVD. You have to stop or it'll be the whole show i miss VHS tapes because I would get in the little holes and spin around. Like is Amelie a Disney. borrower? What's going on? Yes, I live in a hole with a mice king. <laughs> I'm married to the mice king. My staff is a lollipop, Mary. Uh, okay.
1: Oh, Jesus. Thank
2: you. Oh, Christ. Give me a second. All right. Thank you, Emily Belcher. Uh, this is by Yahoo Answers user Erica, who, who asks, uh, <clears throat> I want to give up Taco Bell for Lent. Uh, for Kent, nice start. Uh, I was thing about giving up Taco Bell since I am obsessed with it. But I ate Taco Bell on Ash Wednesday, then later that night decided to give it up. But since I decided after, does it still count or should I give up something else?
1: You have to double give it up. Now, how would that happen? You have to give it up and then steal it from someone else and throw it away. Oh, but that's just thievery. It's not... Yeah, you got to Robin Hood the Taco Bell. You got to rob from the rich and give to the garbage.
2: um, Travis, the problem with your plan is that it's not very sustainable. How's that? Or good. If you want to be the, first of all, taco burglar, you're going to get in a pretty... Um, serious trademark dispute with with McDonald's.
1: What about like uh, the the gordita grabber? Gordita grabber, yeah, sure
2: that that's totally kosher. Um, Gordito bandito. Can someone explain to me? Yes. Lint because like stuff up and you feel bad. No, no, no that I know Jesus about Jesus gave stuff. I up. know about all that, but like I know that like there's a shit ton of places that do. Um like fish, they get like uh-huh. super fish like I think like BK is running some ads now where it's like we got all the fish sandwiches. your Catholic mouth can, can possibly eat. um so is it like while you're while Lent is going on you're also not supposed to eat meat and only fish because if that's the case, then like yeah, taco Bell probably not for you. I do not think they have it's it's on Fridays. you're just supposed to eat fish fish Fridays on Lent or around the like across across the calendar. No, that I do not know. See, I think no, that it's just, just like, Lent,
1: no, just during Lent, you're not supposed to eat in, like like serious meat on Fridays. I think, and I, if I'm not mistaken, that is because back in the day, England had like this um, huge surplus of fish, um, and we, they needed to keep uh, their fishing boats <laughs> afloat. Because I'm not even joking <laughs> that their fishing boats. No, I but know also, you're not
2: joking. That's what makes it funny. Is that our world is the fucking dumbest?
1: Yeah. Like, the fishing boats were also the Navy, and they had to keep the fishing boats employed so they could, they could keep their Navy afloat.
2: So Hey, it's, your, it's your old pal, Sal Pescalito, your, lo- your local fisherman. Hey, I just found a new missing page of the Bible. Like in, <laughs> I found it blown around in the street like Bart's nightmare. And let me tell you, it says that Jesus loves fish on Fridays. Huge fan. Huge, huge fan. Trust me, I'm Sal Pescalito. I remembered my name from when I said it a minute ago. <laughs> Which is really the greatest, which is the greatest feat, Griffin McElroy's ever done on this. It's show. a lit miracle. Oh, I've been waiting to reference Bart's nightmare for three years now.
1: <laughs> he finally, did. and that the, and and that is the series finale of My Brother, My Brother and Me.
2: Um. Okay. Uh, Taco Bell. I mean, here's the thing. Here's a little Lent secret. Have you guys ever given anything up for Lent? Can we address that first and foremost? Maybe in high school when all your friends we were doing it. We don't do Lent. No, I know, but like you didn't like your all your friends were doing it in high school. You're like, you know what? I am too. And in college, we gave up fast food, but that was like a more of like a excuse for weight loss thing, mm-hmm. more than it was
1: sure. any kind of religious. And then what we did is we did not eat fast food for 40 days, and then on the 41st day fucking took it to Grub Town everything we drove an hour and a half to the closest Jack in the Box and like just loaded up the vehicle with fast food drove home and had like a 3 hour
2: feast of fast food and then we all died yeah now Charles as ghost i uh, if you're going to do a lent thing and you really want to do it for a month and some change then it's got to be something you can realistically go without for a month and some change. So in that regard, don't I don't think this is a good idea. Cuz of course you're going to eat Taco Bell. You have to. you have to eat yeah. Taco You'll Bell. You'll die. You'll die if you don't.
1: I think if your special thing that you gave up for Lent to really prove your devotion to the big guy is Taco Bell. He is already so thoroughly unimpressed with you that like he's not going to get out the calendar and double check you. Yeah. It, it's fine, you're trying your best. You clearly you know are are giving it your best shot. You so if have you were ready to give on. something up for Lent, what would it be? It's It has been so obvious to me since the very beginning, there is only one thing that makes sense to give up for Lent, and that's candy because it ends on Easter. Oh my So God, yeah. you are oh. just oh, like you
2: you have preserved your candy virginity you are red like the case well, of the whoa. succulent taste. what you're washed i mean you're washed clean and you're born again candy virginity it's your second you've patched, at patched candy your, virginity patched your candy Your second me. gummy cherry oh god yes thank you uh and then
1: once that big beautiful bunny comes through your house and leaves you with and that treasure. <laughs> he takes your candy virginity he takes your candy virginity it is going to be the best candy you've ever eaten, and God is going to be like, "You see, you did it. I got you back, I told and you I'm so proud." This why I invented this jelly is... beans. <laughs> um, the intent were, was always for people to give up candy for Lent. That's always what I, God intended for you to give up. That's why He made the Easter Bunny from Adam's foot. Did they have? Yep. Wow. That's yep. Child, there
2: right That's hundred percent
1: biblical scholar Justin McRoy.
2: I think, did they have candy back in Bethlehem days?
1: Yeah, it was yeah, probably but it was t- shitty. It was like dried salted fish. Ugh, I was going to say, yeah, it's like figs that they tried to jam in the shape of gummy bears. Like, hey, kids, we invented candy. No, you didn't. That's a Don't fig. Don't try
2: to I know, get ahead of me. I know I'm only 10, but that's, I know a fig when I see one. It's like one of two foods that we have it's figs and bread. <laughs> that's all we got. We haven't even figured out you can eat the fish yet. What a great day that's going to be. Only on Fridays, though. <laughs> Friday sucked dick. Friday sucked dick. We can't eat anything. I I think back in those days, I think back in those days, like the sacrifices were so much. Like I gave up furniture. I gave up furniture for Lent. I gave up standing up. You only had like six things that you could do. You had furniture, dates, bread. (laughs)
1: uh, Cocaine. Coke. Coke. Oof. Your habit of trying to figure out a way to eat fish. Yeah, I don't know. Your, your obsession with the pursuit just of edible fish. Just grab the head fish. and the tail and just bite it somewhere. I don't know. Why does it have these this armor on the outside of it? These are disgusting. Um, this year there's little. I gave up scorpions. There is no. There are not a lot of foods that so willfully try to dissuade you from eating them. Like you think about fish for a second. Fish is un, uh, covered in inedible hard to remove little uh pieces of chitin Yeah. and then once you get inside and finally find the meat it, it's got razor sharp uh tiny thin bones that, that are invisible invisible that to the invisible. human eye if there's ever been a clearer signal that we're not supposed to eat that i, I don't know what it is uh um, maybe the blowfish that has the poison in it that was a, that was one that Jisoo like really tried like to get the out get on. the
2: fucking net get it You're not supposed to eat these. Uh, But on Friday, the poison is nullified. I don't know if you knew that. Every Friday, Fugu Friday. Just like, swallow it whole, baby.
1: Let it roll. I think I might have made that thing up about the the English and the the fish. (laughs) Swallow it whole, let it roll. Catholicism.
2: Uh, Another question. It's a new religion. Give it another, I need another question. I'm 22,
1: and I've been working in a manufacturing plant for about six months not a terrible job, but it is not what I want to be doing with my whole life. I have dreams of being a stand-up comedian. I know it takes a really long time to get to a point where I can support myself solely doing stand-up, if I ever get to that point at all. Brothers, how do I keep myself motivated at my current job while simultaneously pursuing my dream? First and that's let me say ambitious in Ohio. Roman Mars gave me some amazing advice recently. And I said that, you know, I was interested in doing, like, sketch comedy, but I felt like I was too old. And I said, how old is too old? And he said, do you know how old you'll be when you're successful at it? The same age you'll be if you don't try. And it's like, okay, excellent point. Wow, it's like that fuck, idea of,
2: like. That dude is, like, everything he says is super on point. Yeah. Can you imagine if, like, one of us were like that? Like, how much better this show would be? It would so be, be much really better. good.
1: When he's when he said like when you read that did you hear like an ambient soundscape behind his words because like yeah. I don't think I could talk when I when I saw him at Max Funcon, I couldn't talk to him unless I started some sort of uh, lovely ambient soundscape. He actually just compliment. carries a tablet with him that's full of ambient sounds, and just yeah. but when you start talking he's like holds up a finger and he's like hold on hold on hold on. Oh wait 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 wait. And he hits <laughs> wet, and you hear like manufacturing on the background. Do do. <laughs> a 99% invisible. Uh, beep, boop, so,
2: beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. He's a robot, by
1: the way. Now, what he's uh, rob Mars is also a robot. Uh, now, the, uh, the question is not whether or not he should try. What he's saying is, how does he stay motivated in his current job?
2: While and pursuing his dream.
1: While pursuing his dream. You know, the thing is, I think the thing is, though, like, you can always find, Vin- like, I'm sure there's an open mic night somewhere near you. You know, and if nothing else, when you're at work, write jokes in your head. You know what I mean? And then write them down on your break, and then do what a Steve Martin did, and stand in front of your mirror for hours on end, and practice your jokes, and hone your craft, and figure out the best delivery, and, you know. I, I, I tell you what, the only thing that ever kept me uh, invested in, like, uh, uh, non mentally taxing gigs, let's say that. Uh, Uh The only thing that ever kept me invested, and this is a good lesson for like um, people who run a a business too and and have their own employees. The only thing that ever kept me invested was ownership. Um, When I would be given ownership of something, whatever it was, that was something that would invest me uh, a lot more into the gig. So like when I was working at Best Buy, for example, I would try to sell karaoke machines by uh, doing karaoke there, to the delight, I assume, of all the customers, uh, and you know everybody would take a turn. It was fun, but it was my project. It was something I came up with. We only had like two machines for sale. I'm pretty sure we never sold any, but
2: I. So not a great th- that thing you did. So no, when
1: you say you tried, what you mean is you didn't try. It's you less were about time by jerking off with a karaoke machine. No, it's less about the. It's less about the uh, impact on sales and more about the impact on myself as an employee because I felt more invested in my gig because I had ownership of something. But you weren't doing anything. You were just singing karaoke. You weren't but selling it, that machines. wasn't the only part of my job that was impacted. My oh, whole see. attitude towards the gig changed. And I would take on other, like, just decide this is your section. This is the thing that you are going to crush and you're going to be responsible for it. It's your baby. And it's not, and James, it, can
2: I tell you, it sounds like you really killed it.
1: Thanks, Griffin. I think I did a really good job. Uh, those were those were not high-margin items, anyway. Sir. Selling one but wouldn't have it, made that big of an impact. This guy
2: works in manufacturing, though, which I think is, like, a gig that is specifically designed to crush those kinds of feelings with, like, a, an iron Orwellian fist. Like, then, I'm taking charge of this one nut that I put on this one door. Then you do
1: something that is not related to your job. Take a- start a, a softball team. Take ownership of it. Buy a ping pong table. Well, don't buy a ping pong table. How about take ownership of your stand-up comedy career? He's asking about... your jokes. Listen, Travis, if you one more time try to tell this guy how to pursue a stand-up comedy career when that is not his problem, I'm going to find someone who's better at advice than you.
0: Let me throw this out. I
1: hate having to throw that out there on you. I understand. Good luck. Let me throw this
0: out. (laughs)
2: open the door, yell outside. Anyone want to tell me what to do? Like, yep, I got you. What if
1: you set up a reward system? Cookie points. points. Yeah, more or less, where you say, like, every time I save $100 from my manufacturing job, I'll, you know, take myself out to dinner. I'll go see, you know, a stand-up comedy show. I'll rent a movie. Whatever. But just something that makes it more than just the drudgery of work, something that feels like you're building towards a goal.
2: Yeah. I mean, that is good advice, actually. Ah, uh, damn it. Yeah. All right, you're back. You're back on. Yeah, yeah I did it. Call my. Now,
1: here's how you pursue your stand-up comedy. God hey, damn it. Wait, no, wait, oh, no, I blew it, I blew it. Hello, brothers. In a few months, I am moving with some friends of mine. They already have three housemates, a couple, and the lady in the couple's little
2: brother? Yes. What? No, that, made, that yeah. sentence made sense to the people who heard it, but not to the person who said it out loud.
1: Okay. A couple and the lady in the couple's little brother.
2: It's the couple and one of their
1: little brothers. Oh, the lady. Okay, got it. All right, got it. The couple is going to India for five months, and the little brother is going to go
2: to th- Thailand. Did you almost and... say Thailand? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Anthony no. Bourdain. So, so,
1: so world smart. So savvy. Uh, how do my friends <laughs> and I tell the travelers that at least one of them will be essentially homeless when they return? That's from moving in Melbourne. I don't you understand. Don't, I do just not. let them get home. Let them walk
2: in. Your shit's there. In a few months, you're moving in with some friends. They already have three housemates. The couple and the brother are leaving. How do your friends tell the travelers that- What? I don't understand. Are you f- it seems to me they, they're moving to
1: India for five months, and this dude's, like, creep sneaking in to take over one of their rooms while they're gone.
2: Okay, so, like, that's probably not legal. I don't fucking understand. You can't just, like, you don't have squatter's rights if, like, somebody lives there already. Like, if they don't know that they're not going to have a house when they get back, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, that's, how- why they're trying to, that's why they're trying to figure out how to tell them. How crazy is it in
1: Melbourne? Like is it just a sort of a, a, a outlaw sort of system where if
2: somebody if you leave your house and somebody else rolls into your house that's their house? Okay, let's mathematically let's bust this down, okay? A few months you're moving in with some friends of mine. So we're going to assume that the non-moving parties are more than one person. We'll say it's two people. They have three housemates. This is a big ass house. It's got five people in it. Three of the housemates are leaving for a period of time and then when they return they're not going to have a place to live anymore because you're moving into their house. It sounds like, depending on how many friends you have in that house, you are evicting a majority share of the house, and that's just not how, like, anything works. You can't kick out a majority of the people in the house against their will, I don't think. This isn't, think, this no, isn't think fucking Westeros. Is... Like, you can't just, like, fucking... <laughs> uh,
1: I think what he's saying is, if, if one or, I mean, either the brother or, presumably, both the couple isn't going to split. So, ooh, make them choose. You, are you saying get some pool cues, snap them over your knee, throw them to them, and say you only yeah, have one of them? Yeah, you go down and say, "One of you will be evicted."
2: Why do you say you it like decide. that? Oh, that's your Aust- I, that's your Australian accent. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Not great. Throw another shrimp on the bar. Terrific. Fantastic. Bye,
0: Our, Australia. Are all you hey, Australia. Out there.
2: Thanks for listening and supporting. Oh,
1: us for they 10 know. Years. I've got an Australian friend. I can say whatever. Sure. Sorry, Travis. thinks You sound like Orson Welles.
2: Yeah. All and of you. And fat Orson Welles too. Um, You're welcome. I, 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 this is this is the fucking house of leaves of my brother my brother me questions i still don't understand the scenario can
1: i just suggest an answer that we have gotten more uh leaned on more frequently i think uh in our in our twilight years just tell them just yeah. tell them and sit and use your words okay. and just tell them. can
2: i role play this though i'll be you be the person telling and i will be okay. the parties that All are right. moving away for a while Crikey, jim okay start I'm over sorry, but better to have uh, do, do 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 try again okay start over god blind me
1: governor nailed it i have some Got bad news for you
2: okay i'm listening uh
1: when you're moving out it's going to be really hard for us to Oh we're not moving out rant. we're just
2: hopping out to australia we're going to but, you know, feel free to sublet them. But then when we're going to get back, because we're a majority share of the people living in the house, we're just oh, going to wait hop back right in there. Oh, wait, hold on. You bring up an
1: excellent point, Griffin. Are they planning on paying rent for the five months they're gone? See, I I would like to suggest, I would like to make a motion to table. Reason being that we do not have enough information to to accurately and professionally solve this problem. Seconded. Seconded. All those in favor say aye. 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 All those opposed? I abstain. Motion passes.
2: I I abstain until marriage. Let's get paid.
1: March is National Start Your Business Month. All right, listen. And April says National Finish This Business Month. You hate your manufacturing job. You love stand-up comedy. It's time to start your business. Don't worry about the numbers. God'll, Jesus take the wheel. Start a stand-up comedy business? Start your own stand-up comedy business for National Start Your Business Month and LegalZoom is gonna help you. You can form your own corporation or LLC and file your DBA.
2: Also, these are some funny motherfuckers. They will write yeah. all your goofs, 100% of your material. They are the Bruce Valanche of third party legal companies.
1: This month only, you can take advantage of, LegalZoom's got a national start your business month special. You get a free three month trial of all new QuickBooks, which is worth $120. <laughs> <laughs> well, $119, but still. <laughs> <laughs> And that's when you enter my brother in the referral box at checkout. So um, that's pretty great, and it's just because we love you. QuickBooks makes it easier to run your new business, your stand-up comedy business, and you're worth it. So please keep in mind, LegalZoom provides self-help services and can connect you with the right attorney, but they're not a law firm. What they are are the funniest, <laughs> the funniest uh, legal document assistance company
2: on the planet you like this podcast planet. you think this podcast is funny you should listen to the legal zoom cast fuck oh me shit, shit. Sp-
1: jokes on jokes Splitting on jokes
2: sides like jack the ripper
1: uh that's LegalZoom.com. use the promo code my brother all one word they have it intercapped here i don't know if you need to do that but uh my brother and legal zoom start that business you're worth it
2: kick it off uh, guys, my brother, my brother, me is also supported by Warby Parker, which is a new concept in eyewear. Uh, glasses are expensive in most cases. I just actually bu- I bought some glasses like a dummo and it cost me six hundred million dollars. Like uh, a. <laughs> Borat. Are you telling me you got rid of the Randy Jackson shades? Uh, the Randy Jackson shades were apparently my prescription in those particular Framos were, like, ancient. Because I went to a doctor, and he's like, let me try this. And I was like, oh, shapes. You can suddenly see through the wall. I remember shapes, sure. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I got, rid of those, I got rid of those Randy Jacksons. I got Lucky Brand, like the jeans, and they're cool. I think they look all right, but on the inside it says, Lucky You. Which I also have a pair of jeans that say that on the zipper when you unzip them. So, like... If you're getting into the act of intimacy, and then it's like a little banner that's like, hey, I'm a douche nozzle. Um, anyway, that was a very long... Don't be a fuck-up White Don't Griffin. be a fuck-up. I fucked up so hard. Uh, go to Warby Parker and you can get uh, fashion-forward prescription glasses uh, that start at $95. Uh, what? Yeah. And they include anti-reflective anti-glare coating. I did pay extra for those on my stupid-ass douche glasses. And
1: that ninety five dollars
2: includes the prescription. It includes so prescription like, includes not the, frames, the frames. It includes the anti reflective and anti glare coating, which you should use if you use a computer a lot. Now here is the like. Let me give you the let me give you the 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 big
1: best thing about Warby Parker. The thing that really fucked up. They have a home try on program. They're going to send you five pairs of glasses to uh, right to your house. You try them on. You pick the ones you want. Preferably the ones that don't say lucky you on the inside. And then you send them back. The ones you don't want back, you don't are not obligated to buy anything. It's like a gift for you. They also have prescription polarized sunglasses for $150. No big deal.
2: Um, this Just is a great. Protect your eyes. That's a great deal because what I had to do was go to the glasses store by myself, put on glasses, and take pictures of myself discreetly using my phone, and then send them to my wife saying, "Do these make me look like an asshole?" <laughs> We've all been there. I did the same thing the last time I tried on stupid glasses. Boy, do I love taking pictures of myself in public. Um, don't do that. Go to Warby Parker. Uh, if you go to warbyparker.com slash my brother, you can get free three-day shipping on your five uh, home try-on frames, um, which is crazy. So go do that, warbyparker.com slash my brother, all one word, uh, and don't embarrass yourself in public. Got a message for Alita
1: from Will. Uh, Alita says, you filled... Oh, this this seems like a song, but I'm gonna try my best. There's definitely No, do it like a beat poet. Okay. Can you guys give me some like some beats? You
2: know that yeah, that's yeah, not what it beat comes poets in between.
1: doomed You filled me with such love and joy. Since before I got a one knee. But marriage to you is greater still. It's how we were meant to. be this year we made discoveries <laughs> like you you and d and d commitments that strengthened ours and brought you closer to me I
0: know not
1: what next year will bring
0: Besides
1: that we <laughs> will see but i don't care
0: everywhere don't care. you look everywhere, everywhere there's a heart there's a heart, there's a heart.
1: So uh, yeah, that's the end of it. I assume she didn't have enough room to make up <laughs> the last rhyme. So, but I don't care. You're my snuggle bear. I'll just, I'll just write that for Alita. So well, I'm glad you guys are in love. That makes me very happy, Alita and Will, and I hope you have many more to come. Travis, do we have any other messages? We do for Tommy S. It's from Claire S. It's a special birthday wish. I'm hoping the McElroy Brothers will gift to you a new term of endearment. You've had the same one since 2002, and only their collective genii can replace Gen- it with something better.
2: Genii. It's it's the plural of genitalia.
1: I see. I love you so much and look forward to the next 150 birthdays together. P.S. Let's make a baby. Boom! What is... Okay. Whoa! Is, why are Dear we Mac- And then it says, Dear Macroy Brothers, please help with a knit And then it's cut off, so I don't know. I'm I assuming assume it's a- new baby. A new baby. All right, <laughs> I can give you some. Some okay. So here's a, here's what you're gonna need to do. Here's how that all works. New term of endearment.
2: Uh, what's, baby maker? What's the name? Claire, Claire S. How about this? Claire's. No, it's for Tommy. No, we're for Tommy. Oh, it's for
1: Tommy. Shit. Prince. No, but call him Claire. How about that? Tom, what about Tommy's? King baby maker. Uh huh. What about Prince? Prince is too much. Baby hose. Squidgy
2: face. Rummy tummy tom tom.
1: No. Nope. Rummy tummy tom tom is very good. Tommy gun. Tommy like gun. Like the porn star? Yeah. I think Tommy gun's a boxer. Tommy touch yeah. a lot. Tommy toucher. Tommy toucher. Touchable tom. Tom. Ricky ticky tommy. <laughs> Earl Ray Tomblin. The tommyest. <laughs> who's Tommy? Yes, the Who's Tommy? That will be fine. This wasn't an expensive message. <laughs> the Who's Tommy is good enough for this, I think. Wonderful. I
2: still think Rummy Tummy Tom Thomas. I'm still. Well, you Tommy. have many options that you can choose from
1: at your discretion. Uh, so please enjoy them.
0: Hello, I'm Judge John Hodgman. And I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Can you force your girlfriend to listen to heavy metal music? Is a machine gun a robot? Is it okay to take coupons out of the garbage if you're Canadian? What should you do if your parrot attacks your husband? Can you prove that Crank 2 is a good movie? Only one man can decide. Judge John Hodgman. If you have a case for the judge's court, visit MaximumFun.org slash JJ Ho. If you just want to listen in, find us on the web or free in iTunes.
1: My boyfriend and I look extremely alike with pale skin, blonde hair, and blue eyes. Everyone new we meet automatically assumes we're brother and sister. We've been dating for almost two years, however, this problem still hasn't gone away. How do we crush the assumption that we're siblings without having to explain to everyone beforehand
2: that we're in a relationship?" (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Oh. Um, when I was in college once, I went to a 7-Eleven with a girlfriend uh, at the time, and we were getting some Slurpees, and, um, we got the Slurpees, we took them up to the register, and the guy inexplicably went, are y'all brother and sister? And we are like, no, like, we're not, we're, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, we're dating. And he felt so bad that he gave us our Slurpees for free, so I guess that this story- Why would he just, like, volunteer that judgment? Right, right. Um, I guess this whole story is to say, like, you shouldn't. Like, you can maybe turn this into free Slurpees. This could be worse, um, you could actually be brother. Or they could think you're like mom and son.
1: <laughs> I um I uh have never and I I, I I don't think there's any exception to this. I have never gone to a restaurant with my wife. Uh because she's a much more attractive human than I am. I've never gone to a Cate- restaurant with my wife. Categorically
2: and objectively.
1: Yes, and in every respect. I've never intellectually <laughs> I've never not been asked, are you two together? Is that are are these separate checks? Never not been asked. Is that true? the assumption? I, I I have to imagine the assumption that she is in some way my caregiver. That that that, that, that 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 is the relationship that we share. That it could not be a romantic one. Somewhere the waiters are going. How long does Big Brothers Big Sisters last?
2: Yeah, because at some point it's, they grow this up is and a,
1: stop hanging out with them, right? This is a wicked big brother at this point. <laughs>
2: This brother is
1: aged. Biggest brothers, biggest sisters. So, it could it could be worse. I mean, the obvious answer is you just dye your hair, right? Something fun. Who does it, though? Get a full face touch. How do you decide who does it? You both have to do it. That's the, that's the Wait, deal with Justin, the devil you're gonna make. But, like, dye their hair the same color? No, one of you go red, one of you go blue.
2: Someone's getting the short end of that stick.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe maybe that would go great with one of their looks. I don't know. How about, like, homemade T-shirts? Not his brother? Yeah. You say that? Yeah. Yeah, but then you gotta wear the same shirt every Who day. Who is asking year. you about this? Who- I, I can see, like, if you meet new people, someone being like, so, are you two brothers, you know, like,
2: well, No, No, see, anymore. like, I told that, that delightful Slurpee anecdote, but, like, outside of that, this has literally never happened to me before. Nobody ever—because everybody's fucking bad at this. Nobody—like, everybody knows how bad they are at this. Nobody would say that. Nobody would guess. What? It's, like, a faux pas on the level of, like, hey, when's a baby due? Like, you don't fucking say it. You don't say that shit. Here's an idea.
1: When you meet new people, when you're being introduced to them— and someone says, like, hey, Steve, come over here and meet my two friends. Immediately start making out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, then Just, like, hardcore. So that way, either Steve is going to safely assume that you are not brother and sister. Or Steve is still going to assume that you're brother and sister and be real freaked out. Maybe. Or maybe Steve's down. Maybe Steve's Listen, down. Listen, I don't want to judge Steve at this point. I don't know what Steve's into. Hey, I don't want to label sure. it. You know, that's Steve's life. I, um, I haven't lived his life, I haven't been there, I don't know what he's seen or done.
2: I just can't believe in 2014 that this is an issue people, people are, still are this presumptuous. I know, that's crazy to me!
1: Yeah, it seems a little nutty to me, too. I I, I mean, I guess you could just introduce her, or, or him or her, as your partner in smooching.
2: Do you guys want a Yahoo? I guess. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by Ira Ray. Are you IRA? Who wants to know? Uh, thank you IRA, it's by Yahoo Answers user. Oh, dude who asks. Pretty good. Nice. Why won't they let me play the didgeridoo as part of the band for our church choir on Sundays?
1: Wait, hold on. Is this a dude who identifies himself purely
2: based on his didgeridoo skills? Or, it is a sentient didgeridoo.
1: <laughs> Why won't they let me play myself?
2: pastor says can't play with myself no more um this is an important question i'm sorry Governor. one more time why won't they let me play the didgeridoo as part of the band for our church on sundays our church choir on sundays it would be super dope
1: Period. To, That's it. Yeah. That would be. <laughs> to hear, like, amazing grace and every so often just like. Our God oh, is an awesome oh, God. Oh, he oh, reigns oh, oh, from. Oh, oh, it just sounds like the beginning of Survivor every time. That'd be so Listen,
2: dope. churches are trying to get, like, fucking hip with the kids, especially with their music. Because it's, like, easy to just, like, hey, we have an electric guitar. We're basically switch foot. Um, I, I think there's a lot of alternative per- percussion going on there. Um a lot of gym... every church now has a didgeridoo, a rain stick. A ditch, a jimp, gym, a jimb, a jimbe. Uh, a rain stick, a glockenspiel, uh, and handbells. And that's it. And that's it. And they make beautiful It's a ragtag group. You would think no way that good
1: music comes out of that, but then they win the church band competition. Mm-hmm. And they save the rec center. Justin, are you I'm missing are you're being, I'm mixing a lot of genres. You're being very quiet. You are you googling didgeridoo or no, I know what a didgeridoo is, only in front. I just guess I don't understand the question, really.
2: Is there something inherently sinful about the didgeridoo, I guess, is the question. It's phallic. It is extremely phallic, and you do put your mouth on it, and I do not think that that is something that they would appreciate at the front of the congregation.
1: But they let Miss Margaret play her oboe in the church band.
2: <laughs> and there, it's, that's the most phallic instrument there is. It's got foreskin.
1: I have seen people play Didgeridoo in public before, and every they time I see, every time I see it, I have exactly one question. It's always the same question: What are you trying to prove that they can play Didgeridoo they,
2: well? Hey, check this out. You said I can't play Didgeridoo, but I can prove you wrong right now, categorically. <laughs> We all do very good dig impressions, I think.
1: If I'm not mistaken, I think that you play a didgeridoo by putting your mouth on it and making didgeridoo sounds through it. <laughs> it's just, you a just put a your t- mouth on it. You go. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> just a tube. Yeah, and that you make didgeridoo noises into I in your mouth. A didgeridoo with this cardboard tube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that book <laughs> we used to
2: have as kids? A hundred household items that you. could, Hey, kids, turn these household items into digits. <laughs> Got that from the library. It was a fun rainy day activity. It called What Can't Be a Toilet dude? paper rolls. <laughs> your hands. Paper towel rolls. Um, wrapping paper rolls. your will, saran saran wrap saran rolls. Saran wrap rolls. Biscuit tins when you take the biscuits out. As long yeah, it's very much.
1: carefully. Don't unwrap, BK, don't unwrap, unwrap then that you can't chip. get a good scent. You can't
2: dig an unwrap biscuit roll.
1: Stupid fucking <laughs> That was the sequel book. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> How to dig an unwrap biscuit roll. 100 set process. <laughs> Croissants. Croissant.
2: Can you dig a croissant? You can, oh, baby. Yep. You ain't lived until you dig your croissant. <laughs> 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 Gotta be a big and thick one, though. Gotta be a Grand's croissant. And then you burrow a little hole in there like you're making pigs in a blanket, but you're not. You're making a dig in a blanket.
0: I once lived in a pig in a blanket.
2: <laughs> no! <laughs>
0: Me and my pig friend Porky, the, we live inside it. are night, Amelie.
2: Your Amelie sounds a lot like your Snowden, but without a lisp. Have you noticed that? He's
0: Do my brother. Do people ever think they're brother and sister? Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> we are brother and sister. It is true.
2: Um, I he once he
0: hides inside my heart.
2: I once used the Amelie DVD as a ditch. Not a deep, yep. not a lot of reverb on that particular dig, but...
0: Thank you for ditching my movie! Mm-hmm.
2: You're welcome. I didn't watch it, I just didged it. That's actually what digital
1: distribution means, did you know that? Yeah, yep. It means sending a movie through a digital dig. <laughs>
2: It's a man who describes hit films while talking to you through a didgeridoo. And the and dream the is hobbits. actually
1: within the dream, and then he wakes up, and it's in
2: <laughs> It's totally depressing. He's a slave for 12 years. He did <laughs> he's a free man, and <laughs> I'm
1: So, for the second time, they have to pretend this dead guy is alive. It's Weekend at Bernie's too. (laughs) It's important that they ditch the name of the teacher. Ah, reduce? We're done. We did it. We got to the end. Uh, and you made it the whole way so you have to take some ownership of that. You listened to the whole thing and that's on you. It's my brother, my brother, and me, and we're so happy to be able to do it for you. Uh, every week next week is huge it is uh, our first of two uh, max fun drive specials we are uh, ramping up the max fun drive there's going to be lots of uh, uh, awards and presents you can get for supporting the network plus an opportunity to help make the best podcast network in the world even better and you're going to be able to be there for that it's going to be a great show we hope you will join us.
2: We do some extra long eps. We got that bonus app for anybody who donates. We also have Bat Catalog of, of bonus episodes. So if you haven't donated before and you give this year uh, and you start your contributions, then you'll get all of that. You'll also get bonus episodes from every other show on the network. It's a pretty crazy amount of content yeah, at this point. I think point. you'll get,
1: I think there are like five My Brother, My Brother, means no. two. I think it's like five either three or four. no, because we had the Max Fun Day ton. episode. Oh shit! There's so a there's there's five. My brother, my brother, and me's. There's uh, uh, two with our dad. There's uh, uh, two riff videos that we made, like uh, goofing on an old uh, like uh, instructional, educational video. Uh, and there's actually 15 minutes of our Austin live show. That
2: oh, that's right. And, yeah, and I mean, that's just us, like every show on the network is going to have stuff like that too. Like you should also be listening to those other shows. If you're not like, uh, like bullseye and throwing shade and stop podcasting yourself and the goose down and saw bones um, and you'll get bonus shit for all that stuff too. So um, just think about if you, if you have listened for a while and, and you've never really um, thought about it, just, just give it a ponder, ponder if you can help support us. Cause that is like, we we get some some scratch from the you know jumbotrons and the advertisements and stuff, but like a bulk of the the support that we get is through the Max Fund Drive, which is incredible. So um, yeah, think think about keeping us afloat. Uh,
1: that'll all be next week. Uh, thank you to people and the week tweeting after. The sh- it's a two week and the week after two week affair. Th- thank you to people tweeting about the show like Jeremy Baker, Louisa Heron, Tom Chamberlain, Paul Weathers, Kim G, Drew Davenport, Scott. Patty, Benny, Moogie, Dr. B, so many others. We really, really, really appreciate it. And we want to say thanks again to LegalZoom for supporting the show and for offering that just baller uh, QuickBooks deal. Um, LegalZoom is not a law firm, but provides self-help services at your specific direction. So just go to LegalZoom.com and enter the discount code MYBROTHER to get that awesome awesome QuickBooks deal and just check out the services they have if you're looking to start a new business this is the month to do it you want to write a plan on dying dying. you gotta hit there first (laughs) yeah Uh,
2: thanks to John Roderick and The Long Winters for the use of our theme song uh, It's a Departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed had a listener tweet at me and you and you uh, saying that they they finally caved and bought the album not sure what took them so long Uh, it is fucking phenomenal Uh, so, so go check that out and buy it where albums are sold uh,
1: that's going to do it for us, my brother, my brother, and me. we got one more question from Ditto. Uh, Griffin, hit us.
2: Sure. This one was sent in by Emerald member Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yahoo Answers user Selena, who asks, Does rolling and licking the blunts give cancer?
1: <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy.
2: I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy.
1: It's been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. 420. 420.
0: MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture, artist owned Listener supported I'm Cameron Esposito And each week I'm joined by My fellow podcasters Rhea Butcher, that's me And Ricky Carmona, I am Ricky Carmona We talk about action and sci-fi movies On a little show called Wham Bam Pow You can find it on MaximumFun.org It's amazing Super fun, true that Reviews, news, and Mm -hmm. stuff you can use (laughs)